Hello, guys, and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Welcome to Happy Single Moms. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a lovely lady from New Jersey called Clarice Bradley. And um, I reached out to her because I saw that she's an author, she's a mother, and her book is called Love Me, Share Me. It's a co-parenting book. And I think it's such a magnificent book because it's something that kids need to be introduced to. Um, Because I think that when people break up, we just not it's not that it's a selfish thing but we don't involve the kids in the decision making and we don't educate them that it is something that you know if they're feeling low they can come to us if they just something that they can actually look at and be like you know what this happened to this person in this book this is you know it's love me and share me I just can't I I will let you explain it because I was just blown (laughs) away as to someone actually taking out the time to tackle this So please tell the audience a bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Clarice Bradley, and I I live in New Jersey, United States, and um, I was born and raised here for most of my life until I went away to college. I went to uh, Hampton University. So I am a nurse by day, and I like to call myself a goal getter by nighttime. (laughs) And... um, So that's where I spend most of my time working on my own personal goals and my own personal desires of what I want to give to the world. And part of that uh, started my journey to becoming an author. And that came about after a breakup with my daughter's father. It was a really, really difficult time for me. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I even imagined would happen for my life. You know, I grew up, you know, as, as girls were taught and raised to family and children and marriage. And even the old nursery rhyme, first comes love, then comes marriage, then the baby and the baby carriage. Right. But, you know, my was not that way. And, um, you know, her father and I were together. And then one day we weren't, you know, <laughs> and it was devastating for me. And during that time, I had to learn how to kind of get through that that feeling of depression and sadness that my relationship didn't work and that I wouldn't be able to raise my child with their father the way I imagined it and I grew up in a a single family house single parent household you know not having my dad around so it's something I I never wanted for myself or my children yeah so what inspired you to actually write the book love me share me um, as I said, the breakup was hard for me and in my depression, I'm not a very, uh, what you call a pessimistic person. I'm very optimistic. I'm always on the go. I'm always, oh, this will work out great. <laughs> but in that moment, I felt like my world was over and I needed to figure out a way to climb out of my depression. And on the days that, you know, we 
unfortunately had to go through the court to help our situation initially because we could not see eye to eye. You know, after our after our split, we really couldn't see eye to eye on how to parent. Both of us grew up in households that were single parent households, did not have to deal with the father, never even knew what it looked like to really co-parent with anyone. So we had no idea. And me, I was just so depressed. And when I realized I'm gonna have to really give up my my child on some evenings, it made me sad. It made me depressed. And I started to write, I started to draw just to kind of get myself through that feeling. And initially I was actually gonna write about, my daughter had a, like, a bit of a speech impediment. She kind of stopped talking for a little bit after the breakup, wasn't talking on her age level. And initially my book was gonna be about speech, but I looked at the management like, this, this isn't it. So I scratched that. And one day after court, um, again, it kind of didn't go the way I thought things would go. And I just started writing about learning to be a co-parent mm. and that I said, if I'm going through this, some other mother is going through this, some other father is going through this and some other child is seeing their parents go through this. So that is what like made me decide I need to write a book on this for everyone to read and kind of understand that you have to learn to co-parent and it's not about the parents, you're doing this for your child. So what's your view on co-parenting successfully then? To successfully co-parent, and, and trust me, I've been through enough of unsuccessful moments <laughs> initially. And I've come to realize after, you know, taking the time to reevaluate myself and evaluate our situation that the number one thing is respect. Yeah. Just basic human respect. If, they, if this person were a stranger to you, would you talk to them in a demeaning manner? No, most times we meet a stranger, we're very kind. Hello, how are you? No problems. So having that initial respect is important to just establish um, some some boundaries and then being cordial with each other. Hello, goodbye. Very simple. You don't have to get into anything more than that. Just a hello and goodbye. And what that shows to your child is, hey, my parents can be respectful and cordial to each other. Yeah. And there doesn't have to be anything else. Um, another important thing I would say, patience, because there are going to be days where, again, one person may say something and you want to bark back or you want to be quick to say something. Yeah. And you have to realize, wait a second, this may not be facetious. And just take, you know, have the patience to hear the person, listen to them. And lastly, love. And no, you may not love your co-parent anymore. You may even feel like, you know what, I don't like them as a person, but the love for your child and the fact that that child loves their parent has to be involved. You still have to embody love in your spirit mm -hmm. to move forward in, in successful co-parenting. Amazing. So what, mis what are the biggest mistakes you think people make when they're co-parenting then? We've spoken about successful co-parenting. What, what, right. what are the mistakes you think that you see a lot of people making or you've made in the past? Yeah, um, the number one thing, assumptions. We're always assuming that the other parent has the worst for us or wants the worst for us or doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Isn't taking care of the child the way you would take care of the child. Has a thought about where you're going and what you're doing. Maybe they're just worried about the child. <laughs> maybe they're just worried that what you're doing at your own home and what they're doing at their home is confusing your child so 
assuming that the other parent is there to attack you or against you or that you two can't work things out is just the wrong way to go about things. And the quickest way to dissolve that is simply ask for clarification. And if you don't think you can, just stop assuming and move forward with your day. <laughs> Um, and, I, and I also think having that unresolved and unrelated issues that interfere with your parenting, like don't bring up things that happened in the past. That happened, you've moved past it already. Keep moving forward so that your child and yourself can just be peaceful and happy. Yeah. Do you find that if you sit and speak to your, your ex-partner that if you plan for your child, you two sit down and strategically plan that looks is what we're going to put money towards college or we're going to, this is how we're going to plan towards the summer holidays. Do you sit down and plan together? We, we have not gone a stint of planning for college. We've talked about her current schooling and even that has had its difficulties yeah and but the intention is to do that okay. our situation I would say is new my daughter is only five okay. you know we split um, this is 21 so about three and a half years ago yeah. so it, that takes time one we we had to heal from the relationship itself then we had to heal from the separation and everything that we kind of did against each other during that time. And then we had to learn how to be kind. Then we had to learn how to co-parent. So we're at that stage of where we've, we've finally learned to co-parent with that respect and being kind and, and having that love. And I'm happy that we're at that point. And I, I'm hopeful that as we continue seeing how well this is working, because it's working great for us right now. Yeah. we're like anybody else there are some days where we don't agree with each other and we'll tell each other I don't agree with you well I don't agree with you well okay we're gonna leave this alone and we you know we move past that but I'm hopeful that as she gets older and she really does get involved in more sports and we start to think more about her college that we will be able to have that discussion because we both have been so open now and we both have learned yeah and I yeah. think that what in regards to co-parent co-parenting I think that when the eyes are off of each other and on that child um I think that's when people just kind of get it together you know right. and I think that even with me and my son's dad we don't co-parent at all he's not involved at all but I think that up until the time that he carries on seeing me he won't be able to have a relationship with his child and that's the biggest problem I find with a lot of women you know that even with with some of my girlfriends that have um baby fathers quote unquote you know they keep, mm -hmm. they keep they're concerned more about you know he's seen someone else or he's paying he's in the club for example popping bottles quote unquote, you know <laughs> worried that, about that money doing. should be going to my child and I'm like just let the other person live just let them yeah. live whatever whatever they're doing just leave them to do it leave right. give people free will because I have seen with my own two eyes parents especially with men that have made so many mistakes and not been in their kids lives and then when the child becomes a success they're like oh my god I'm so sorry that's when they show up you know and I yeah. always say to people that when you watch award shows isn't it funny that no one ever thanks their dad <laughs> <Isn't> no. <laughs> it's, it's always god and their mom like this that is so true there is a reason for this. Some men need to step up. 
That is so true. <laughs> so if there's a woman listening right now that is actually struggling with co-parenting, what would be the one advice you'd like to give her? I'm actually going to piggyback off of what you were just saying. Remove yourself. Remove yourself from that situation. Let your co-parent just be. If you feel that you personally can't see your co-parent, then you have to remove yourself until you're able to get to the point to reevaluate, why am I still upset? What is still hurting me? Why can't I focus on just me and my child and what my child needs than what my co-parent did to me? Yeah. And it's not easy. I am not gonna take that away from any parent or any person. You laid with a person at one point, there may have been love at one point and you, you bore a child nine months of blending everything together. So you can't tell someone, oh, get over it. I, you know, I would never say that or expect anyone to just get over it, but people have to realize within themselves, why am I not over this yet? How long has it been since we've been separated? Mm -hmm. And how much longer am I going to continue to feel this way and interfere with what my child actually needs? Mm -hmm. So if we can remove ourselves and self-reflect and get to the core of why we're upset, then we can start to heal. And I also, you know, a counselor of mine told me, and this was when I was right in the thick of the breakup, I went to a counselor and I, I wholeheartedly recommend that if you cannot resolve things with your family or within yourself, that you go to a counselor. So I went to a counselor and she taught me this phrase, BIFF, B-I-F-F. She said, if it gets to the point where you just can't be in front of him, just think BIFF, be brief, be informative, be firm and be friendly that's all you need and and yes if if you're a parent and you have exchange days and you're still in that thick of squabbling with your co-parent remember be brief informative friendly and firm that's it Mm -hmm. and you you exchange your child for that moment hi here's little little johnny have a good night (laughs) and you go (laughs) little johnny didn't eat tonight you know you're being brief you're informative, but you know, he'll tell you what he wants to eat. You were being friendly, have a good night. That's it. And you were firm with your situation. How did your um, ex take the, the book? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I ended up telling him that I was going to write the book that it was not, the characters are still essentially, this is still fictional because we don't do every single part of this on each of these days. So I told him, I said, listen, I wrote a book. It's just to help out children and parents who are in our situation, but by any means you are not pinning any negative manner. And he said, okay, there was nothing to it. My mom forced him to buy the book. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. So my mom is very involved in um, the co-parenting relationship between me, my daughter and her father because Sometimes my mom will watch my daughter. And if I'm not available, he picks oh. her up from my mom. Yeah. So she's very involved in it at times. Uh, but I I don't personally know his thoughts of it, but he he did purchase it from my mom and he did say okay. And and Charlie, my daughter, stated that her and daddy read it one time. So well, that is um yeah. that's good. So how did your daughter take the book then? 
oh gosh, she was so happy and ecstatic about it. Yeah. When it first came in, I surprised her. We were going to bed that night yeah. and we had got our first copy and I let her open it and she saw it and she said, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> and she was flipping through it and she's like, look, mommy, it's us. So she loved it. And now she tells everyone, we have a book. It's Love Me, Share Me. It's on Amazon. It's on Target. It's on Walmart. She verbatim wow. just goes and tells everyone. It's all of those places. We are on several platforms. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. That's great. How long did it take you to write the book? The writing it, to be honest, was only a couple of weeks. Um, like I said, the first one was about her speech. And I looked at that manuscript. I said, I don't like it. And I tossed it. But then this one, when, when I got that feeling like, wait a minute, I want to write about this situation because some other parent needs it it was so easy it just came to me wow. you know like when God puts something in your spirit I guess you just you just go and I just started writing and then I would after two weeks I looked at it revised some things put it away looked at it again revised some things so to write it maybe a couple of weeks but to like edit it and review it about a month and a half mm -hmm. and then I was like well let me write some pictures draw some pictures to it I drew the pictures, the illustrations. And when I was finished, it had taken me a few months, maybe four or five months at that time. And now I'm like, well, what's next? I was like, I said, what do I do now? I have this. We need a we need a series. We need a whole <laughs> series. Well, that's yes. I am working on number two right now, actually. I am hoping to finish it in the next for March. Yeah. And then I'll have to, of course, sketch out some illustrations and send it over to my illustrator. But yes, by the summertime, I'm yes, praying yes. by the summertime that it will, number it two will happen. Will we need another <laughs> book. We need a course. We need some animals. We need it on, on Netflix. <laughs> so you said that it's available in stores. Yeah. And on Amazon. Could you just tell us again? Yeah. So the different online platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart and my personal we have a Shopify bookstore and so that's on the link in my bio of love me share me on Instagram and in some of the stores around New Jersey we are in three Barnes and Nobles one in Freehold New Jersey Brick New Jersey and Eatontown New Jersey we're also in a um, two black owned bookstores in North Jersey one is Source of Knowledge in Newark yeah. and the second is the Little Boho Bookshop in Bayonne so yeah, oh <laughs> currently, God. yeah, currently in five stores. So we're we're pleased about that. Very you pleased and happy. You are killing it, single mama. You are <laughs> killing it. Well done. No, no, Thank that is you. such a magnificent accomplishment. Like your daughter will be looking you. at you like, look, that is my mom. She did that. <laughs> and the thing is, I find that it's so funny that even in your mess for example, like there's a message. I've heard uh, yes. someone say that before, but there's a message. Like, even with this podcast that I'm doing, like I, I needed a place to vent. I just wanted just, just an outlet. And right. the amount of people that I have connected with, people that have reached out to me, and I'm just like, this is something that I just wanted just as an afterthought and it's my <laughs> passion. So it's just so weird how something that you might just your pain actually is blessing someone else yes absolutely oh, absolutely wow. I i'm agree. so proud of you i'm so so <laughs> proud of you and we're waiting well guys we're going to hold her accountable by the summer we want another book <laughs> okay i like accountability partners absolutely yes. i'm a firm believer in when you get lemons you make some lemonade yeah. firm believer in it 
So that's the best that we can do with life. Definitely. So where can people <laughs> find you on social media again? So we're on Instagram. Uh, that's love me, share me, underscore book. And on Facebook, it's love me, share me book, just all the way through. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, and they can message me there. Um, you know, go follow the page, like some of our pictures, <laughs> share yeah. it, please. Yeah. And there on our Instagram link, we have in the bio is the link to purchase a, a book, and I we will sign it and send a bracelet with it. Oh, brilliant! Thank yes. you so much for coming on the Happy Single Mom podcast. You've been amazing. No, Khalifa, thank you. I really appreciate being invited to speak and get my message out. I hope that more parents can, you know, take my experience and even their own experience and move forward Definitely. and understand that the love and sharing is what your child needs. It's not about us as the parents anymore. We've had our childhood. It's their turn to see something <laughs> and we know better. So yeah, that's the best we can do as parents. Definitely. Thank you for spreading the love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Khalifa. Uh -huh. Can your arms lose control when I get